Postcards from Home. Rachel Velebny is a freelance writer who lives in Amsterdam with her husband and cat in an apartment that doubles as her office. She sent her postcard on the 28th of April. She's currently contributing the text for Startup Guide, but her internship at a fashion media company had to be put on hold when COVID-19 containment began. Rachel moved to Amsterdam from the UK after a period of poor mental health. And in this postcard, she recounts how learning to deal with anxiety means she's better prepared than most for life in isolation. But that, as she'll describe, doesn't mean that the Netherlands' intelligent lockdown strategy has been without its challenges. My name is Rachel Velebny, and before the coronavirus, I was a freelance writer, so I already spent a lot of time at home, but I did obviously enjoy going to cafes, being able to go for a walk in the middle of the day to clear my head and, you know, not think about anything, but that's not possible, even though I am allowed to go for a walk now. It doesn't clear my head at all because I'm more worried outside than I am inside. So that's been a big change for me. But the other big change is obviously that my husband used to work in an office and now he works here with an extra giant PC and equipment because he does uh, 3D graphics. So he has like the 3D headset that he works with. So that's been a little bit disruptive. Normally, I would be able to sit down and write for hours with only the cat interrupting me. And it's been like that for years. You know, he comes and it's just part of my day. But now with my husband here, he is also more like rigid with things like meal times and breaks. So his day is very regimented where my day is very much not. And so it's been interesting seeing our different eating habits, even because we, before this, we would, you know, come together at dinner time or just on the weekends, we would have like a big brunch and then a dinner. But we're kind of, there's not a lot of friction, tiny bit of friction, because I just eat whatever throughout the day. But he's like breakfast, lunch, dinner, kind of a funny little quirk we're running into have so many different like whatsapp chats happening with my family way more than before so that's kind of a positive but my grandma doesn't have that so if I was to write a postcard and send it to her I would honestly I would tell her about how beautiful my flat is and how I'm so lucky that this is where I'm stuck that it has light it has beautiful light huge windows from every side the sunshine has been lovely there's two floors so I have my window of calm and I can see the canal and beyond that I can see out across western Amsterdam and see that there's beautiful tall trees that poke up above the tallest buildings and I would tell her that that I'm fine and I would mostly at the end after a beautiful description of my house I would write a list of things that my grandma can't do now because I want her to stay safe and hopefully she would enjoy my description and then laugh at me trying to tell her what to do
My personal writing has definitely changed, and I've actually done a lot more things like journaling and writing in a diary since coronavirus. I am not doing like the keep a coronavirus journal, like I'm not documenting this time per se. I'm just writing in a diary like I would any other time of my life. But somehow, something definitely in that part of my brain was unlocked. But professionally, I'm writing the same articles on startups or incubation programs or co-working spaces for a startup itself called Startup Guide. And so the only thing that changes is like the people that I'm interviewing, you know, their schedules are completely different now because they are used to working in offices. But it is much harder. And also when I'm interviewing these people, it's hard to not only talk about coronavirus. All I want to talk about is how these people are dealing with coronavirus in terms of their startups. Like it, it, I am interested in that aspect of it, but I also am trying to be aware that maybe in a year people aren't going to want to read a whole book about startups and coronavirus. You know, if this is, quote, over they might just want to read about startups but I can I sense from their side as well a little bit of that's what they want to talk about that's what I want to hear about that's what they want to talk about but somehow it seems a little strange that we both kind of agree that we're going to ignore it for that little half hour that we're talking it's very strange Going out in the city is exciting, but also very stressful because I feel like a little bit like a little kid. I was a very, very serious kid and I was very into following the rules. Like I'm talking like five, six year old when you're just starting school. And so most of the school day is just other kids running around doing stuff. And you're every once in a while you have to go sit at your desk. And so I was like, following the rules and I feel like I'm a five-year-old again and I'm sitting at my desk and everyone else is just going crazy not listening to what they should be doing I don't think I had like the emotional intelligence then to really ask myself this but I've kind of felt my whole life like I I play by the rules and nobody else does and they just are continuing to ruin it for everyone. I mean, before Corona, maybe they were only ruining it for me and my brain, but now they really are ruining everything for everyone else by not playing by the rules. What I've seen in Amsterdam, it's very, very cool to go to the center of Amsterdam right now, to go to the red light district and like Tom, my husband took me on a walk and he took me to Dam Square. And I stood there for about 10 minutes before I was like, wait, is this Dam Square? Because it was completely unrecognizable without millions and millions of tourists. But in each little neighborhood, I think people are quarantining within their own neighborhood rather than their own household. I hear all the time about people who live in the red light district, but you never see them because of all the tourists. But now they are out. And so I would see groups of like five or 10 people in a, a clump of lawn chairs that they had just set up literally on the street because there are no cars or tourists anymore. And I'm like, do you really all live together or do you live next to each other? And so 
that's a little bit frustrating, but I try and like, try not to let that get to me because that's not my neighborhood. I don't live in the house with those people. But again, I get that sense of like, you're not following the rules and this is going to last longer because of it. But in the beginning, I think people were much, much more rule breaker type attitude. It was in the very beginning when I was going out and seeing groups of people at the park exercising together still and not like six feet apart either in a group and seeing groups of people at the grocery store or seeing people just being very, very thoughtless, I would say. After one particularly bad weekend, the government did get on TV and scolded people. And that's when they decided to call it the intelligent lockdown. I think that it was, it's all, again, a little bit like school. Like when a teacher is like, okay, guys, come on, you're smarter than this. And I feel like the government did that. And since then, I think people were like, okay, yeah, we are smarter than this. But, you know, as time goes on and as the weather gets better and better and things like King's Day yesterday, and then we're coming up on a bunch of, European holidays, right? Like the end of World War II. I think it's going to be harder to keep people in check, let's say. So the pandemic has affected my mental health in very strange ways, in ways that I would not have been able to predict. Because leading up to it, I was kind of coming off, let's say, a bad two or three years of depression and anxiety that was pretty overwhelming. And I had got this freelance job with Startup Guide, and I had started an internship with a fashion media company. And literally one, not not even a week, three days before we were putting on a fashion show, with designers coming in from around the world, they, the government introduced the lockdown. And so we had, that was canceled. And I've been in touch with my boss from the internship, but there's not much to be done now and things like that. So I was trying to like, you know, rejoin the world, let's say as a person, as a productive person, as a creative person. And then this really like put a halt to it. I've seen so many tweets of people saying like, was anyone else just getting their shit together when this happened? So I can't be the only one. I feel like I'm one of many, many people who I see it in the long-term timeline, like after 2016 and Trump and Brexit, that just sent me into a huge funk. And now that it was like end of night, end of 2019, I was kind of clawing my way out of it being like, okay, I see the light. There's humanity, there's purpose and boom. (laughs) Nope. No more. Um, I've heard a lot of people who have anxiety say that they feel calm right now. And at first I kind of felt a little bit left out. And then I realized, oh, maybe I'm not calm because I don't have such bad anxiety anymore. But while I'm not calm, I do feel almost a sense of freedom because I'm seeing people who I've, 
whose work I've admired, who I follow on social media and I follow their work and they, they're all of a sudden, they seem just as lost as I felt. And so I feel like it's, I don't know if freedom is the right word, but it feels like the, like the playing field is down on my level finally. And I don't feel so bad about myself. Like I might still feel the anxiety and the depression, but now that literally everyone is experiencing these emotions to some degree, I feel like I can finally like play along with everyone evenly. And I'm not hobbled by these things that make me not a great um, capitalist worker, let's say because of like the really bad mental health time I went through and I was at home by myself for most of it. I'm really, really very well acquainted with myself, who I am without anything else because I couldn't have anything else at the time. And so now everyone is alone with who they are. And so I kind of feel like in a little bit of an expert because I've, have years of experience and these everyone else just has weeks now I'm like yes I know myself I know all of the bad and it's okay I know the good and that's okay and I'm so fine to just be by myself with myself you can access Rachel's work at rachelfalebni.com the link is in the episode notes Postcards from Home is produced by Eleanor Schember, using music created by Kai Engel.